whoa I hit record a job, you can't ignore it I'm transforming now these cars and planes, I'm always boarding Just out touring down in Charlotte like I play for Hornets When I'm performing, never boring, now you can't afford it Champagne Perrier, finish friends on my face Looking like a front of D What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Thing. I'm Teresa. And I'm Akili. And thank you for joining us for another episode. So today, we're going to do things a little differently. We're going to start with our Here's the Thing section. Uh-huh. And then afterwards, we're going to go to our pop culture section. Yeah. Oh, also, before I forget, we did put a thing on our website for people to post about their like uh, music interests and during their take teen angst years so definitely go on there check it out make a comment or two about like music you've listened to yeah we're excited to see yeah (laughs) okay so today on here's the thing we're going to be talking about the female gaze and how it's interpreted in the media so we're going to start with definitions of both the female gaze and the male gaze so the male gaze is a term coined by laura mulvey in 1975 And she explains it as a phenomenon where women in the media are viewed from the eyes of a heterosexual man and represented it, excuse me, represented as passive objects of male desire. Okay, um, so why are women interested in Adam to the gaze? Does it just have to do with like power dynamics and stuff? Essentially, it has to do with power dynamics. It's more so just this idea that the female viewer has to experience the narrative because Laura Mulvey she writes it about like films so that's what she focuses on in her paper but it's more so that the female viewer has to experience a narrative secondarily by identification with the male so basically Mm. they're not their own person and they're just objects serving the male okay (laughs) yeah gross (laughs) yeah I know (laughs) and then conversely the female gaze is about painting people in a more realistic light and focusing on emotional aspects And basically prioritizing emotions over actions. Okay. So here's the thing. We can use the different interpretations of the female gaze, both accurate and inaccurate, by men in the media industry to evaluate their efforts in successfully attracting female audiences. By specifically focusing on the music industry and using examples such as BTS and Prince, we will demonstrate how an accurate interpretation of the female gaze leads to a greater success in reaching a female audience. In doing this, we will conversely uncover how misinterpretations of the female gaze by heterosexual men actually serves as a way to appeal to other men. Okay, that was a lot. Uh, So, like, I'm trying to think of a way to, like, reword it in a way that's nice and easy to understand. Mm -hmm. Basically, we just want to look at how people are, like, um, trying to attract female audiences and how some people are better at it than others Mm -hmm. and why that is. Mm -hmm. And just, like, evaluating how people interpret the female, like if they interpret it accurately, the female gaze. Okay, so first we're going to talk about the heterosexual uh, cisgender male interpretation of the female gaze, which has to do with what these, (laughs) it has to do with the male gaze actually, and like what these men assume females want based on the male gaze. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So since the male gaze is like, based on physical appearance they assume the same thing yeah (laughs) Uh, a great example of this I'm sure you guys or some of you have seen like the TikToks where (laughs) they talk about people's dating profiles (laughs) 
So, like, when there's, like, some super buff dude or, like, um, they're maybe holding a fish. I don't know if that's <laughs> ladies out there or, I don't know, <laughs> even guys. I'm not sure if you prefer a man just holding a fish. But for some reason, they think that that will really attract women. And I don't think anyone prefers that. Like, I, just, <laughs> I, all, I see videos of people making fun of do stuff like that because it's so cringy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they think the bigger the fish the better it's like that's yeah, not the case like why would a fish <laughs> okay like you just but, look like you smell and you only stay outside like they're always wearing like camouflage or something. like there's just a look to them yeah for sure yeah. so if you do that sorry to tell you the hard way but maybe stop yeah you know what another thing i just thought of sometimes have you seen those dating profiles where it'll be, like, them, and then there's, like, some random girl next to them, and they'll, like, put an emoji over their face or something. Yeah. It's, like, they think because, like, they have other women around them, the other women will want them. Yeah. And I'm, like, that makes, that's, like, a red flag to me. Like, why yeah. are you posting a picture with a past relationship? Mm-hmm. It's the opposite, actually. I'm, like, okay, so you're yeah. in a relationship and you're on Tinder? I'm yeah. Like, why are you here? It's really weird. They're, like, this could be you. I'm, like, I don't want to be that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just weird. I don't know. Their thought process is... Yeah, <laughs> but basically it's a lot of assuming that women just want these like super buff, super manly dudes, which like some do. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not like the issue, but mm-hmm. it's more like assuming that like physicality and like having a lot of women around them are like the main things that right. women want when really that kind of seems to be what men want. Right. <laughs> and just like having no emotions at all. Like, yeah. Not, like not crying. A man's not supposed to cry. Mm-hmm. A man's not supposed to like be sensitive or whatever. Yeah. But, like. But from my experience, I feel like most most people like men who have a little bit of emotion. Yeah. Um, I can't. There's. It's rare where I meet someone who's like, men should have no emotion, and when they do do it, it's usually like to hurt the other mm-hmm. person, and it's usually like be a man, and it's not as necessarily like the same as yeah. actually wanting them to no not one, have no emotion. No one wants someone who has no emotions. Like, yeah, this is weird. <laughs> or a piece of bread. <laughs> So, yeah, basically, like, with all of that, all they're doing is feeding off what they find attractive amongst themselves, what they yeah. think is going to be attractive amongst themselves and other men. And so they're just impressing each other and seeking validation. <laughs> yeah. And in the end, it's kind of just toxic masculinity, <laughs> which is, should we define it? Toxic masculinity? Yeah. Do we have a... <laughs> okay, wait, wait. We don't have a definition up here, but... Mm-hmm. Let me do this for my head. Healy's gonna work her magic. Um, so toxic masculinity is basically when people are like, <laughs> wait, 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 are over. Hmm. Um, maybe I should look up a definition. Like I know what it yeah. is, but I'd say when people when men are overly masculine because yeah honestly it's basically what we said because they think like, yeah exactly because of just like societal expectations that men aren't supposed to like okay wait i googled it <laughs> so let's see a set of a set of attitudes and ways of behaving stereotypically associated with or expected of men regarding as having a negative impact on men and on society as a whole mm-hmm. so yeah basically what we said right and a lot of it has to do with like rejecting femininity yeah exactly when i think of toxic masculinity my mind usually goes straight to like um when men are like calling each other like gay and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then it's kind of just harming each other and they're not allowed to show emotions and then it's just kind of this cycle and circle Mm -hmm. and then it yeah affects society as a whole and they call each other gay for like 
hugging hugging each other. Yeah. Like, it's just stupid. <laughs> and then they like not only that, but they use gay as an insult. Like it's just like you're so embarrassing. Yeah. Embarrassing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so some examples okay. of men in the industry that mm. display toxic masculinity. Um, future. Yeah, yeah. He has about 20 kids and 30 baby mamas. I don't know how that's possible, but it happened. <laughs> he's not even what? Yeah, he's not cute. He's just like, and like he is his songs. He's always like, he's always talking about women. I think I saw something the other day where he was like, he like wrote a diss track about Lori Harvey. And I was like, okay. Okay. I was like, I was like whatever. She's moved on to yeah, he something hasn't. way better. He hasn't. I literally all saw these like saw all these tweets talking about yeah this man is hurt like he's hurt <laughs> his feelings and he's just like trying to play it off by right. being like overly like masculine like he's mad or something. I mean, he's not he's not unattractive, but he's just nothing special in my eyes. I don't know. Right. I hope. Sorry if I offended any future <laughs> fans out there. It's mostly his the way his person. I guess I don't know him, but like yeah, he's, he's something about him irks me. Yeah, I I mean, anyone who has that many children by that many people usually irks me. Yeah, um, and he doesn't take care of them. Yeah, that's, wasn't, didn't he have, like, a law a lawsuit or something, and he was trying to, like, get out of paying child support? Like, sir, you're probably a millionaire. What is probably your issue? Probably is a millionaire. Uh, some people aren't good with their money. But, yeah, he probably is a millionaire, at least. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, what is your issue? And, like, he just had, I just seen so much stuff about him on Twitter and his, like, kids and how he just doesn't take care of them no also he's the kind of person like there's some artists where i don't actually even mind his music Mm -hmm. but you'll be listening to it as a woman and then you'll hear something kind of gross and you'll just be like am i really listening to this Mm -hmm. and why (laughs) but then you just keep the song on yeah sometimes i get mad at myself because like sometimes the beats i'm like okay (laughs) but then like i when i'm sitting back and listening i'm like yeah I had that issue. What was it? It was with the baby. It was I don't know what song it was, or no, no, no. was it? Oh, it was Rich Sex with Lil Wayne and oh. Nicki Minaj. Was I in the car with you? Yeah, <laughs> it was like it was something about um. Oh, this is explicit. <laughs> it was something about like um. <laughs> it was like. He said he would, like, come on someone's face, and then that would make them rich. It, it was, like, I don't know. I don't know the exact wording, but it was just, like, why am I listening to this? <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> but, yeah, that's how it is. He's one example. Um, can you think of any, like, other? Um, artists who have toxic masculinity or ones who are, like, impressing other men. Yeah. Who are, like, I guess who are just misinterpreting, like, the female gaze. Yeah. Um... I'm not sure. I don't know if I can think of artists, mm-hmm. but I just think of like people in general who like talk badly about artists who do attract a lot of female attention. Yeah, sure. They're usually also misinterpreting the female gaze because they'll be like, oh, they're gay. Like, why are you paying attention to them? And it's like, no, you just don't know what female or people are interested into yeah. or not even female, just like people identify as women or even I don't even know how that works. The female gaze isn't really gendered, is it? No, the female gaze is not gendered. I actually meant to say this in the yeah beginning. like the male gaze and the female gaze they're a, or the, the male gaze is gendered because like it's assuming it's assuming from like a heterosexual yeah. male even like if the people watching are like heterosexual homosexual whatever like okay. it doesn't take that into consideration but the female gaze is more so about like the emotional aspect and not the 
person per se. So yeah, I wouldn't say it's gendered. Okay, cool. I need to like keep that in mind when I talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, I also can't think of anything in particular, but I'm just thinking about like, I don't know, just music videos. I don't know if I can think of one like off the top of my head, but just music videos with like, when they just like have so many like women in there Mm -hmm. and like they think it like, I don't know if they think it attracts like women that like no, it seems like they can get women or whatever. It's definitely like, for men. Right, they're just trying to like impress like other men. Like okay, like look who I got. Like okay, yeah. <laughs> like every music video ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is all for our here's the thing section. It's pretty short today, but our pop culture section is a lot longer. Yeah. And when we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit more about BTS and Prince and a lot of other artists that successfully interpret the female gaze yeah basically we're gonna apply our here's the thing stuff to some great uh pop culture (laughs) examples i'm excited for this (laughs) okay see you in a second sign like that oh no reason just trying to be an ally but i can't really find any black women to support i know just the thing there's actually this podcast called here's the thing that has two black women co-hosts who are also writers wait we're here's the thing what wow (laughs) i didn't even realize (laughs) so wait if we're here's the thing that means it's our work you should be reading (laughs) I guess you're right. So what do you make? So I do poetry. So it's actually on the website, um, podheresthething.wixsite.com forward slash HTT podcast. It's long, but the poetry collection is... (laughs) Um, The URL is long, but the poetry collection has girth. Wow. (laughs) What's it about? So it's about a female, um, black female heroine. And she basically explores like things and world events that happen in our world, but she approaches them in a new and different way. So you can kind of say it's like a parallel universe. Um, But the lead has powers and the title of the collection is Ask Her Name. So definitely, I think everyone should check it out, especially if they want to be a good ally. That's awesome. Wow. So Akilah Eccles and mm-hmm. her poetry collection on the website. Yeah. Do you, do you need the do you need me to say the URL again? No. Um it's P O D H E R E S T H E T H I N G dot W I X S I T E dot C O M forward slash H T T pod cast you know how to spell podcast <laughs> you're so helpful for spelling that out thank you no problem um so the other girl which i guess is me i guess what's so, her name Teresa mm. johnson so i i guess i have my own blog at mm. cupoftblogging.com and on there i talk about a lot of different things i talk about my own journey with health and mental health i talk about For lack of a better word, some self-help things. And honestly, just whatever's on my mind at the moment. Like, for example, my latest post is about love and just how different people define love. So, yeah, check Mm -hmm. it out. Mm -hmm. Sounds like the tea. Mm -hmm. 
It sounds like a great way to be an ally. Mm-hmm. I think supporting black creatives is a great way to do that. And, yeah. you know, if you don't, you could be labeled as anti-black Oof. or even racist. Oof. So, yeah, definitely check it out. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to be either of those. So support our work. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's get back to the show. Yeah. Okay, welcome back. Um, so we're about to get into our pop culture section. And like we mentioned earlier, we're just going to talk a little bit more about artists and how they interpret the female gaze and what that means. So we are going to talk about some artists that correctly appeal to the female gaze. <laughs> so can you think of any artists just uh, off the top of your head? Yeah, so off the top of my head, I think I usually go to artists who are usually like called gay or usually called feminine and then I'm just I don't know and that's not even the case because there's I'm sure there's artists who don't present as like super feminine Mm -hmm. or whatever who also appeal to the female gaze Mm -hmm. but that's just kind of what I think of first Mm -hmm. so people like Justin Bieber or like One Direction Mm -hmm. or um Shawn Mendes maybe Mm -hmm. although (laughs) he was kind of weird with his he didn't want to be called gay which is I understandable but it was just I don't let's not go down that road (laughs) um Maybe like Michael Jackson, people like that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Sorry, I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking about Shawn Mendes. I remember like the yeah. video. What did he? He it just was just people were just but people were being like mean. Like they were using it as an insult, yeah. and they were like calling him gay. And he like wasn't, and he like I don't know. It was he was pretty young. When, yeah, when he, he just made a big deal out of it, and it yeah, was like did. chill. <laughs> yeah, but they they did it because of his voice. Yeah, because like, his voice is like higher pitched, and mm-hmm. like it was just, ugh, people are. And now he's with Camilla, so we okay. know he's not. <laughs> we don't talk about that couple. Um, yeah, they're. Anyway, uh, wait. Actually, I kind of want to talk no. about this just real quickly. I, don't like I just him. no. I just want to explain to everyone, like, <laughs> because I find how much you don't like them really funny. So Teresa used to like Shawn Mendes, right? And then he started dating Camilla. Camilla's eh. She's kind of. And then they did that weird kissing video, gross. And then the other day. I sent her a DM of Sean Mendez. Um, he was like getting a tattoo, and this is this is besides the fact. But I mean, he was shirtless and he was getting one on his arm, and I was like, "Is this necessary?" Like he was just clearly posting it for like likes. But I sent it to her, and she was like, "I can't see the image." And I <laughs> was in shock because I sh- she blocked him, and I just feel like his music is still good. Don't you remember? I listen to his music still, but I don't want to see him. <laughs> Remember when I blocked him? I think I sent you the video. It was uh, you that did? Stupid video. Oh, kissing <laughs> like disgusting. Yeah. Things. But anyway, so we like Shawn Mendes, but not as a person. <laughs> I don't. I still follow him though. I find him entertaining and like I don't know. He seems to really like Camilla. Not my problem. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Back to the topic. Yeah, back to the topic. So another group is BTS and. BTS, if you don't know, I feel like if you've listened to some of our other episodes, yeah. we have talked about them a little bit, but BTS is the biggest K-pop group and are the biggest group in the world. Yeah, currently, I yeah. would say. Yeah. And they have one of, if not, probably the biggest fandom. I don't know. I would say they might yeah. have the Yeah, I don't have, like, the numbers to back this up, mm-hmm. but my heart says yes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, they are, their fandom is called ARMY. Mm-hmm. And BTS is a group that contributes their success to ARMY. And they, like, 
they do it all the time. Like, they do it at, honestly, every opportunity they get. Yeah, it's almost mm, too much for me, but yeah. <laughs> honestly, I appreciate it. Like, they just, like, it just, like, it seems genuine. Yeah. It, it Sometimes I'm like, are we another member of BTS? <laughs> but that's, like, like what, like, separates them yeah. from, like, other groups. But, like, okay. So, just a little bit more about the relationship between BTS and ARMY. And, honestly, a lot of other K-pop groups mm-hmm. and their fandoms, too. It's just, like, kind of, like, in the culture of K-pop groups to be really connected to their fandoms. Mm-hmm. And it's a little different from things that Western artists do because... <clears throat> excuse me. I mean, there are big fandoms, like, Barb's or... Mm-hmm. Any- <clears throat> I'm sorry. I love the Barb's relationship. <laughs> I... I the way she just talks to them <laughs> and puts them in timeout and I just really appreciate the way she checks her fans yeah. but she still like loves them mm-hmm. and caters to them. She's, so <laughs> She's hilarious. <laughs> well yeah, so I mean they are, western artists do have like a good connection with their fandoms, but I would say K-pop groups do maybe a better job of developing like an emotional bond with mm. their fans and like that drives them to do like a lot of things like promoting them, supporting them, connecting to them, and even like donating to causes like mm-hmm. BTS's fandom. Like they matched BTS's like donation. Mm-hmm. Like they match donations all the time. Yeah, they they the one there's two that I can think of. Like mm-hmm. they matched Army's um, donation to Black Lives Matter, but then also recently in India they were. Um, they raised, BTS didn't match it, but they raised a bunch of money, um, for COVID relief. So the fans really get together and like do things for, or even on like, (laughs) even on their birthdays, they will donate to different orgs for like the people in the group. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just, there's so many things that like ARMY comes together for. Mm. Yeah, I agree. And it is hot in here. <laughs> we turned the air off because it's so loud, but it's I'm boiling. Is it just me? I am a little hot. Okay. So like whatever. <laughs> Hopefully we can we'll turn it back on soon. Yeah. But um yeah, so BTS just has like a great relationship with Army and they've like developed like a great trust with Army. Like I don't know what it would take for I don't know if they could do anything to like lose that trust. <laughs> like honestly. <laughs> I don't know. It would take a lot. It would take a lot. Like from like like, ARMY is loyal. Yeah. We joke that. Actually, this is not yeah, funny. Yeah, we shouldn't say <laughs> But sometimes we joke about, like, horrible things they could do and how we could, like, still support them. And that's just kind of toxic. We should yeah. not be doing that. But it's just hilarious to say. Yeah. It's not actually probably true. Mm-hmm. Well, like, despite their relationship, like, with the fans, it's also their music that represents something more. Mm-hmm. Like, their music represents, like, emotional intimacy. And they also write songs, like, about ARMY. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Okay, they say they write, like, all their songs about ARMY, but that's, like, like okay. <laughs> but, like, they do write songs about ARMY, and, like, they have campaigns, like, Love Yourself campaign, mm-hmm. and it's just something, it's just, like, different. Like, their yeah. whole brand is just different. They're also, like, um, not necessarily afraid to be political, in a mm-hmm. sense, too, and I think, I think the female gaze appreciates that, or just being, like, sure. paying attention to real-world things and how people need help and feel. Mm-hmm. And just a lot of their... Uh, brand, I guess I want to say, mm-hmm. is a, for lack of a better word, is about, it's centered around, like, comfort and acceptance, and they're not afraid to be, like, vulnerable, you know, they talk about, even, like, at concerts, like, on stage, like, they cry, and they talk about, like, personal things, mm-hmm. and they, like, connect to ARMY, which is something that, um, in the article that we read, she explains how Western artists don't do that, and mm-hmm. 
Honestly, I was a little conflicted because I feel like some Western artists do connect to their fans, but I mean, maybe not in the same way, but what were you thinking? Um, I'm trying to think about it. So they, I think Western artists do emotionally connect to their fans, Mm -hmm. but I would say it's probably more through music Mm -hmm. than I would say through like interviews Mm -hmm. and talking. Um, yeah, I would say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and in the article, she also talked about how a lot of Western Mm -hmm. artists kind of have this, what was it, like, singular, maybe not singular, I can't remember the word she used, but just this idea that you can't connect too much to Mm -hmm. the audience because then you, like, lose some of, like, what did she say? artistry or something i don't know a little or like you it's hard to preserve like your artistry if you Hmm. like connect too much i mean which i thought was strange and i don't know weird i don't (laughs) i didn't really understand what she meant but like i didn't know if you like interpreted interpreted it differently or um so i think if i remember it was something about how like keeping the audience and the artist separate Mm -hmm. because that um i don't know makes it keeps the what what did she say it preserves like the art the art that the artist yeah makes. which i don't know i mean i kind of agree in a sense but then i'm also thinking like when you know someone and they share your art their work with you you kind of appreciate it more right. <laughs> so it seems to be the opposite and i thought it was interesting too because like like she used it as ex- an example like those artists versus bts who like is very open mm-hmm. about everything and shares a lot of things. But at the same time, like, we still don't know everything. Like, they no. still they still keep things to themselves, right. which they should. But, like, it's like they share, like, the right amount of information. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's where the disconnect is between, like, the artists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, just to, we haven't been really using the art, the author's name, but Michelle Fan. So it's a post on Medium, which is actually, like, a blog. It's, like, a blogging, journalism-type site. So not, like, official source, but we definitely use some academic sources as well to back up what we're saying. But um, we'll post this on our website, too, for you guys to check out. Because she just does a really good job of kind of explaining the female gaze and applying it to um, BTS as, like, a case study. Yeah, and honestly, it was, like, one of the only, like, articles that was, like, really good, like, Mm -hmm. talking about this kind of thing. Yeah. So it was really good. Um, Check it out. Um, So, yeah, so BTS and other artists, but also just their music in general, their lyrics. I think you mentioned how, like, they're not afraid to talk about politics and Mm -hmm. stuff. And they're also just socially conscious. And in the article, she mentions how that stimulates the intellectual intellectual potential of the audience. Mm -hmm. And, like, in doing so, obviously, that creates, like, a bigger connection and a better trust. I like that. It's kind of like the idea of... The opposite of objectifying and, like, yeah. seeing the your fans as humans who have mm-hmm. thoughts and who will, like, engage with the work you're putting out. Right. And, like, we've witnessed this firsthand and, like, have honestly, like, done it ourselves. Like, done what? Like, interpreting, like, what their songs mean sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, it's, like, I mean, it's true. Mm-hmm. And I, I wouldn't say Western artists don't do this because, like, there are definitely a lot of Western artists that make, like, socially conscious music. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But I think in combination with everything else, is why mm-hmm. BTS is so successful. But, yeah, so just moving on, we're going to transition just a little bit. Still talking about BTS, but more so about the fan base. 
Um, so female fans in general have mm-hmm. a pretty bad rep. Um, they're criticized for the emotionality of young women, and it's like perceived to be a pretty bad thing. <laughs> it's not just BTS, but BTS is, or excuse me, Army mm-hmm. is criticized a lot because the fan base is mostly female. Mm-hmm. And Which you can see not even just BTS. You mm-hmm. can see that with like Beliebers yeah. or even like Swifties and yeah. things like that. Like, Fan bases like that are, I don't know if infantilized is the right word, but they're seen as, like, childish yeah. when, like, it's really just the female gaze, right. <laughs> which is problematic. Right. So, like, fangirls are shamed so much. Yeah. And honestly, for qualities that are associated with women in general, mm-hmm. so, like, emotionality, so... Take with that as you may. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in writing this music to and for ARMY. BTS is helping their fans feel seen and it's enabling ARMY to reframe the female gaze from, you know, a cause of mockery to one of, like, empowerment. Mm -hmm. So instead of, like, being criticized for whatever we mentioned earlier, they're able to kind of turn this around, which I thought was really interesting and honestly really powerful and, like, something that a lot of other artists might miss. Yeah, that actually reminds me so... I took a class in college about um, children's literature, and we kind of had a discussion. We were reading, like, Harry Potter in the class at the time, Mm -hmm. but just, like, the concept of fandoms in general Mm -hmm. and how they're just feminized by nature. But Mm -hmm. I think that's... First, I think that's changing. Um, Mm -hmm. I do think fandoms are becoming more of a thing, but also just the way in which um, uh, the social media and things have allowed fandoms to become something even more like things where you can like write fan fiction about it and yeah. like really delve into these like I don't know fandoms and being a fan of someone mm-hmm. and how that can be powerful and exciting and powerful and just like also creative creative mm-hmm. and I really like this idea of like not thinking that the it's feminine or that even if it is feminine like that that's a bad thing right and like what you said like there was a quote from the article that we mentioned and she said for bts art is not only what is created but also what their creativity enables which is Mm. kind of what you were talking about you were right on right on the mark wow but yeah like that's just like that's why their fan base is so big Mm. because like their music and their creativity enables their fans to go further and yeah, like produce their own right and like mm-hmm. the fans just they feel like sometimes they're a part of bts like they have a say in yeah the songs that bts writes like the things that they do just a lot of things mm-hmm. and it's just it's just hard to be the connection and yeah. like sense of trust like that it's also not only is it producing like creative work it's mm-hmm. also producing just community mm-hmm. and like um just connection and inside jokes and things like across and like to bond over which I don't know if that's um something under the female gaze as well it seems like it would be but Mm -hmm. just so many things that we don't necessarily get when we just use like the male gaze and the male perspective Mm -hmm. that's interesting and honestly I would say that does fall under the female gaze Mm -hmm. because it can form emotional connections with other you know, people in the fandom. Yeah. And honestly, when I'm thinking about... That's one thing that I actually don't see, like, very often yeah. at all in Western fandoms. Connections between fans? Yeah. I mean, mm. they're connections, but not nearly as... Yeah. As 
develop at least that's true between k-pop fandoms i do i think it's kind of like a weird supportive like even (laughs) even when like they do events and stuff it's like there's this supportive nature of like i'm gonna legally stream this so that you can watch it or you need to do this like it's really kind of a joint effort in community which it is a thing in other fandoms like don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong i think other fandoms do similar things but i just noticed it more in army yeah (laughs) army is so nice like they're so nice like they like give us they give people content like if they can't buy like the tickets Mm -hmm. or something i Maybe I should talk about. It. Well, I, uh, no. like, what is like it? Gonna yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna knock on your door and be like, "Teresa Johnson, you need to stop streaming illegally." I just know they'd be arresting people or something. They sue people. Or whatever. I don't even stream illegally. I just watch them. Oh. Streaming is when you like do it, right? I think it's the same if you're whatever. watching it. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's all we had for BTS. But another... You, you know what? Another thing we didn't really talk about for BTS, which kind of applies also, like, physical present, like presentation yeah. and how people present themselves. Um, I'm sure if you've ever seen a K-pop group, you realize that they, like, they wear makeup, they do colorful hair, mm-hmm. and they're more free with their expression. And I that's another aspect of the female gaze of just being just more yourself and, like, unique and having personhood Mm -hmm. and so being able to customize your outward appearance is also key to that and even if you look at artists that aren't like bts because i feel like they're on the extreme but even artists like i don't know justin bieber like when he had his like longer hair or like different things like that they're seen as i don't know they're gay but really it's just expressing people like themselves how they want to yeah like even a lot of the people that we mentioned earlier like Mm. Justin Bieber, like you said, Harry Styles. Oh, yeah. Harry Styles is a great one. I don't yeah. know why we haven't mentioned him yet. Mm-hmm. I think of others. There's a lot of older people who have done it, too, but mm-hmm. I'm just trying to, like, think of, like, people in the modern day yeah. that do it. Yeah. But, yeah, that is something that also appeals to, I don't know if I'd say the female gaze, given the definition that we have mm-hmm. of the female gaze, but something that attracts yeah. a lot of women mm-hmm. and what a lot of... <laughs> heterosexual men miss because they think that we want abs and like super buff (laughs) super buff muscles and fish (laughs) but like we just want you to care about how you look right look good not that hard yeah um but another example is prince Mm. who he is i think he's a great example too because he's actually someone who's like who was considered a little feminine yeah. and he wasn't afraid to express his sexuality mm-hmm. and just his, I guess, quote unquote, feminine side. I think masculinity and femininity or whatever. But yeah. we're not going to get into that in this. <laughs> but he, not only that, but he showed a lot of respect for women and to women, to their faces. He had a lot of female musicians in his bands. You know, he was so active with his female fan base. And he showed love to them. And he wrote songs to and for women, like from perspectives of women too. And he just showed a lot of love for his female fans. And that was definitely reciprocated. Yeah. And I'm actually not as familiar with Prince, but mm-hmm. I've, I was kind of excited to talk about this to learn more about, like, I'm obviously I know who Prince is and yeah. I know his bigger songs, but I'm not as familiar with his fandom and like how he connected to fans. Mm-hmm. So I thought this would be interesting. Yeah. His fandom is... Well, his fan, I guess, is still, but mm-hmm. his fandom is just, my mom is <laughs> a Prince fan. She was crazy about okay. him. But yeah, he, I think it's my just, mom likes Prince, too. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't even know if I've met, like, a male Prince fan, but he's just, like, so iconic mm-hmm. because of 
the way that he just wasn't shy about talking about sexuality and just the songs that he would write for women and like from the perspective of women and just I don't if he just had something that connected him deeply with his female fans he had the sense of trust that mm. I would compare to like BTS interesting I didn't know he did that it makes me want to like delve into the Prince fandom and do they have a name or is that not a thing back then <laughs> you know what I don't think they do hmm. I didn't see one. Why did I just think? Princesses? Yeah! The princesses. I knew you were thinking The princesses. That. That's disgusting. <laughs> but I, I don't they, I don't know if fandom names became a thing until yeah. more recently. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. I think that maybe there was. Let's see. It doesn't look like it. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing anything unless I'm yeah, I don't see anything. But yeah. yeah, he was just another a good example, I thought, of how big his female fan base and how he accurately mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't talk louder. How he accurately <laughs> appealed to the female gaze. Okay. By like being more emotional with his music mm-hmm. and like the way he connected. And I think it's important to point out, like, this is not to say that, um, like, things that are under the male gaze or things, like, that people, like, women don't like super buff men or something like that. I think it's more just to say that, like, people like both Mm -hmm. and there needs to be more diversity (laughs) in how um, people are represented because, like, not everyone just wants to objectify their lovers. Yeah. And... I also wanted to add that even met women that do like super buff men and whatever, like that's fine. People have different preferences, but the problem comes in when they are critical and like rude to like so-called more feminine men. And mm-hmm. that's when I would say they're more affected by gender roles and toxic yeah. masculinity. Kind of internalized. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, p- people like Prince, BTS, uh, Harry Styles, Justin Bieber, a lot of male people, male people, I don't know. Artists? A lot of, no, just males in general just regard them as feminine. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I might not have that <laughs> But a lot of the actions they do and like the things they wear are regarded as fem- feminine because of the heavy emotional aspects involved with them. Which is why a lot of men don't do it and instead mm-hmm. engage in toxic masculinity. Yeah. But what they're failing to understand, as we mentioned earlier, is that the female gaze is rooted in all of these ideals associated with femininity. So yeah. they're just completely, once again, missing the point. Yeah. And it's funny because when we were preparing for this podcast, we were trying to think of like um, men who had fandoms that were like completely men and like didn't have many women. In the sense that, like, okay, Justin Bieber, like, their fan is mostly a female fandom. So, like, are there any men who have mostly males in their fandom? And, like, we just couldn't think of it. There's a lot of fandoms that, like, even the worst men, like, <laughs> like Future yeah, or someone, future. have female fans. Yeah. Or even, like, R. Kelly have yeah. loads Ooh, of female fans. And But then when you look the other way, there's so many female artists who only have female fans and there's not any ma- male fans. And that right. just kind of reveals... <laughs> the i don't know the what's the word 
misogyny like within the world i don't know or the music industry and what people feel like they need to support you know oh my gosh that reminds me of i there was another tiktok i saw and she was talking about like red flags of on people's like dating profiles and Mm -hmm. things and one of the things she talked about was you know at the bottom how people can put like their music interest Mm -hmm. if they don't have any woman in their music interest that's usually a sign like it's not necessarily a bad thing, mm-hmm. but, like, why don't you listen to any female artist? Yeah. That's questionable. Yeah. <laughs> but, anyway, that's I just thought of that. And it's just interesting because, like, so many, like, women listen to male artists. Like, male artists have so many female fans. Mm-hmm. Even, like you said, like, people like Future. <laughs> he has so many female fans. But, I don't know. It's just weird. I Like, I feel like men, maybe the biggest female artist that they listen to is probably Rihanna. Yeah, maybe, yeah. But other than that, like, smaller artists, like, I can't think of... (laughs) Not even smaller artists. Uh, Maybe, like, I feel like men listen to SZA. I feel like R&B artists are usually more listened to. That's true. But, yeah. But, I don't know. That's something for another Another podcast, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so, lastly, let's just kind of, we kind of just wanted to zoom out and look at maybe why the female gaze is so misinterpreted. Mm -hmm. And a lot of this we think is contributed to the lack of representation or the lack of, yeah, representation, I think Mm -hmm. is a good word, of, you know, perspectives of the female gaze. More than just the representation, but also when there are women, like, in the room listening to them and what they think Mm -hmm. um, viewers would want to see. Um, But we were kind of looking at some stats. Um, This isn't with the music industry, but this is with the film industry. But women account for only 2% of producers, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) which that's crazy. 2% is so small. Um, And then like only 19% of executive producers and 16% of editors, 11% of writers, and then 11% of directors and 4% of cinematographers. So like... Clearly, that's way less than the majority. Um, And, like, this is also on screen. Only 24% of protagonists in, like, the highest... Only... (laughs) I'm not saying this correctly at all. But of the um, top 100 highest grossing films, um, only 20% of them... 24% of them were... (laughs) (laughs) I cannot speak. Yeah, I kept getting words and I was... Wait, wait, wait. Should I... I mean... Okay, so of the 100 highest grossing films, only 20% of the (laughs) of the highest grossing films Oh, wait. (laughs) This is horrible. Okay. Of the 100 highest grossing films, um, 24% 24% of the protagonists in these films were women. Okay, Is we that, got there. I get it. Yeah. I hope everyone listening gets it because I almost don't get it and I said it like five times. I do get it. Took <laughs> you a minute to get there. But basically, we can clearly see that men are just like overrepresented mm-hmm. in the industry, um, in the film industry. And because of that, like most um, films are from the male gaze. Right. And, you know, they give some examples. I don't know if people have seen TV shows like Jessica Jones, but that is one from the female gaze. And I I 
started a while ago, but I haven't mm-hmm. seen the whole thing. But I think it actually represents... Like, it, it's a good portrayal of what the female gaze is because it touches on a lot of emotional aspects. And it actually... It focuses more on that than physical appearance because mm-hmm. Jessica Jones is not someone... She's not, like, objectified, like, at all, mm-hmm. I would say. But that's just one example. I've never even heard of it's Jessica not, Jones. It's honestly not huge, I don't mm-hmm. think. Oh, I recognize, I recognize her face. Yeah, yeah. it was just, like, a different approach. And mm-hmm. I, if you pay attention, you can tell it was from a female's point of view. Yeah. And, like, from uh, appealing to the female gaze rather than the male. Mm-hmm. And so, I think, lastly, we just wanted to, like, give everyone some food for thought. But just, mm-hmm. like, considering and thinking about the music you listen to, like, maybe go scroll through your playlist, just take a little... <laughs> a gander <laughs> that's disgusting and then and just seeing like are your artists men women non-binary whatever and like why that is and thinking about like if your playlist is just literally all men where are the women mm-hmm. why did you decide to, is it because you don't like the music or are there other reasons and just kind of like reflecting inwardly about like the artists you listen to why you listen to them and also if you would tell other people you listen to them, mm-hmm. which I feel like says a lot. <laughs> like some people, like you may be a hardcore Bieber fan, like behind closed doors, but you may not tell anyone that. And like, why is that? Yeah. And I mean, if you listen to Future, maybe listen to his music. <laughs> maybe you listen to his lyrics a little closer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't even. You know, yeah, I, I I low key have I have like two songs, but they're features. I okay. have some songs, but like honestly, the lyrics are no better. I just I have a problem like if it sounds good, sometimes yeah. I'll excuse everything else, which like probably isn't the best. But honestly, I just I gotta list. I can't be perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm trying to see if I, I have know I have songs. some. I definitely have some misogynistic songs on my oh, playlist. Of course, I feel just, like you can't not yeah. have that. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see. I'm trying to You're see if I have future. future. That makes you too. I don't... Wow, you don't have any. Wait, what? That's really surprising because I listen to, like, Mask Off and stuff. Like, I mean, I've listened to his bigger hits. That just feels really weird. Hmm. I guess I don't have any future saved. <laughs> Good for me. <laughs> wow. I'm actually in shock. I'm really surprised by that. I don't think that's accurate. All I have is... Okay, I have Low Life. That's mm. it, actually. Hmm. Oh. Oh, and Life is Good, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, but yeah. Anyway, go through your playlist. Just take a look and, like, just branch out. Um, You mm. may be a hardcore army and you don't even know it. <laughs> you may be missing out on so much good music mm-hmm. from Shawn Mendes. You know what I mean? Like, just go out there. Yeah. Yeah, expand your horizon. Um. Well... Thank you for listening today. That yeah. is all we have. We hope you were able to learn a little something about the female gaze and male gaze and just. Oh my god. She stopped talking mid sentence on a podcast. <laughs> I we heard you struggling to form a sentence earlier. So um anyway, we hope you were able to learn something. We hope this was informative and possibly entertaining yeah but yeah thank you for listening Mm -hmm. we will see you next time yes um in the meantime should we give them homework 
I just really want them. There's like, are there two BTS songs we want them to check out? Oh, you should. There's too many. Okay, but you should pick one and I should pick one. Okay. We, we could do like, okay. at the end of every episode, give them a. <laughs> this is too much. Yeah, maybe not every episode. Okay, but this episode, because it obviously applies, mm. um, I want everyone to listen to. Ugh. So it's spelled U G H exclamation mark mm-hmm. um exclamation point whatever yeah. it really could it could not matter but um it's on spotify yeah. so. it's, it's by the rap line so yeah you won't be disappointed but <laughs> if you are also evaluate your taste uh, oh my gosh what okay, if they just yeah. don't like it whatever. also i feel like you're using k-pop terms rap line means like the rapper oh. the rappers <laughs> of the group so in bts there's like three rappers four singers but it's just the rappers so it's a rap song and my suggestion would be Love Maze. Hmm. It's spelled like Love Maze. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a great song. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen to those. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know how you're going to tell us <laughs> next time. But we all have, well, we have faith in you. Yeah. All right. See you guys later. Bye. We're going to go, go, go.